When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because that guy sucks. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. AJ, Rudo, Jesse coming to you live as the Avs do in fact win over the San Jose Sharks today, 4-3. to three. Uh, More importantly, they clinch a... all that matters. They clinch the playoff spot. Maybe... Right. <laughs> right, let me ask you this before I just slam it. What was more important? Clinching the playoff spot tonight or McKinnon getting 100 tonight? What'd you go playoff spot Yeah, I, I was going to say it was not at all how I thought that either I, I, or was going to go. I, I, you know, I agree with you that the playoffs are more important, but I think there are a fair amount of people that are more interested in McKinnon getting 100. How about that? Uh, no, I'd still disagree. Okay. Like I was saying downstairs, laughing at some of the replies I was getting, this is the point of the regular season. The Avs accomplished the I goal did. of the regular season tonight. You play 82 games to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Well, technically, they only played 76. But well, but I mean, like, you played 82 I, I games. I know. I'm just giving you shit. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 60-second rundown. Kick this thing off. Look, I really think the Avs played very well through the first 40 minutes of this game. The first period was A1. They put two on the board, one from Jack Johnson. That's a bit fortuitous, to say the least. But you take those, and you you don't say sorry. Uh, So you get that one. You end up getting another one uh, off of fantastic play. Uh, They get it to the net front. Good hard work. Erod's in the right spot to put home a rebound. Just, Just quality hockey. Uh, second period, they do end up giving one up a little over halfway through, but loved the response from Colorado after the first goal against. They come back, they push hard. They do eventually get that goal back at the mm-hmm. end of the second period because, I don't know, Nathan McKinnon's just really good at hockey. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good play all around. Uh, and then the third period was was bad. The Avs struggled in the third period. They let the Sharks back into this game with a penalty that leads to a goal from Curtis McDermott, and then a, another goal a couple <laughs> minutes later to get it to 3-3. Then we played maybe the worst overtime played in the NHL this season. And the Avs no, there pulled was, it out. <laughs> there was one that the Ducks were in a couple weeks ago. That, that was that was boring. Was, I don't know if it was worse. No, no it was it was one. I, we, we may be thinking of different ones because it was just two on O's constantly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I terrible. See I watched that one. That one. one. Yeah, yeah. It was it, I was just like, what is happening? Uh, sure, um, but definitely not a good Second overtime. Second worst. We'll I'll, put it I'll that way. Sure. It was exciting, if nothing else. <laughs> exciting. I don't know is the right word that for one, it. Not but tonight. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tonight's okay. was stupid. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, yeah. Avs take it 4-3 in the overtime. Once again, Nathan McKinnon's just better than your hockey team. He gets to 100 points. Um, it's... <sighs> we've talked a lot about Nico. I, I think we all know given the past history with McKinnon that a hundred means something to him. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, 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 so we talked about it on the pregame, both of these guys 
Miko and Nate have way downplayed the individual milestones. And, and, and it's kind of become a theme of this team over the last couple of years with some of these guys that have kind of sifted to the top of the NHL in their respective categories. Mm-hmm. They've really downplayed the individual accolades thing. Anyone that watched that game a couple of seasons ago when Nate had 99 him. Yeah. and he was throwing any and everything to the net, trying to get anything to go to get 100 points, and he even acknowledged it after the game. Yeah, I was trying pretty hard to, to get that last one there. So he hits 99. He had 97 in the season that was stopped by COVID. He was barreling towards it. Like, he's a competitive guy. And, like, there are other elite players who are have multiple 100-point seasons, and you know that that was just eating him a little bit. The celebration in overtime, yeah. yes, you win the game, and you move into first... You could tell there was a little bit extra on that. And Patrick just, Wall would have been mad about that. Right. It, it, it's, it's the same for Miko. As much as he's saying, I, I, there's a video on my uh, Instagram right now from, from Miko talking about how he's not looking towards the individual dude, accolade stuff. Dude didn't put 15 shot attempts on to, right. to not get 15. But, but if you watch tonight, <laughs> it's extremely clear. It means something to these guys. When you get to this point, like we talked about in the pregame, 40 goals. Yeah, you're not thinking about 50. Who gives a shit? You're at 49. 50 is a legit milestone in the NHL for decades now. 50 means something. And I think it. you could tell look it was on both the of these guys' minds. kind of followed Milan Hayduk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you always look back at Milan Hayduk and you're like, great career. Had a 50-goal season. Milan. Right, right. <laughs> What's the first thing you talk about with Jonathan Chichu? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Had a 50-goal season one time. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joel Thornton. Like, it's it is a milestone. But uh, you're talking about Mac and the hundred. I remember the ninety nine because when they came back to Denver, I went and talked to him, and one of the other media people at the time tried to give him a hard time about it, and like like just like a playful ribbing, and he like, was like no, where he was like, oh hey, why didn't you try a little harder to get to a hundred? You know, like ha mm-hmm. ha ha. Clearly kidding, and Mac didn't appreciate it. Yeah, and he just he just looked at him. He looked at that person, and he said. I didn't get it. What do you want from me? Yeah. So what? <laughs> so what? I didn't get it. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you haven't slept since. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and I definitely, uh, I definitely like think about that when, when you do, cause again, like a hundred point season is one of those things. Like say, say Nathan McKinnon's pushing for a hall of fame career. And you know, that's, that's going to be one of those things. Like, that's on the resume forever. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hundred point season. I do want to no taking it away from him. Dig a little bit deeper into that. Do we have our king of the game ready? Or, because it's it's obviously McKinnon. The dude just hit a hundred points. Like, come on, it's, could have uh, been Georgiev. If McKinnon didn't hit hundred points, if McKinnon didn't score the overtime winner, I yeah. think you're in that I mean, conversation. I mean, it's a three point game. You're right. It's <laughs> a three point. Like for me, it was very very easy. Um, given that Georgiev had one outstanding moment and McKinnon had. Multiple about nine nasty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you're gonna have more. Yes, we can get talk about him later. Yeah, I d- uh, this 100 points specifically, Jesse, you were talking about this earlier. Nathan McKinnon has 100 points and has missed significant time yeah. this season. Yeah. The, the of players in his amount of games played. No one's even like in the ballpark oh, he's, with this guy. He's the only player in the NHL this season that is. At or over a point per game at even strength. Yep. The uh, 
<laughs> when he was at 59 games played, just out of curiosity, he was at 59 and like like 93 points or something, like 92 mm-hmm. points, like somewhere in that range, right? Uh, and I went and I filtered 59 games played and less to see just, okay, of the guys who have played this number of games, who's the next highest score? And it was Pavel Buchnevich with mm. like 63. And, oh, like that's how dominant his season has been where the, the guys that are all leading and scoring, you know, the, the obviously McDavid is having one of the all-time great seasons that we will see in our lifetimes. Buddy, we open every show by telling you our names. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. He's not doing anything bad. I'm just letting him know. Um, but but with with McKinnon, like he's the games played has like masked what an incredible season and the fact that like Edmonton's gonna have three hundred point guys, you know, like crazy stuff, right? Um, but what McKinnon has done has been really, really, really special. Well, and especially because if you go back to like the first week of November, the narrative was what's wrong with Nate. What's wrong with McKinnon? Yeah, well, and we He's off to a slow start. His on-ice shooting percentage was, was four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was outrageous. Yeah, low. like it was extremely low. And we had that conversation of like, this won't continue. And then for the last three months, he has basically been at a goal per game pace. Not even messing with the assists, which he was already on his way to a career high of, but... <laughs> He, he just want he yeah. just gonna casually throw in like how many goals he have this year? With tonight, it's is it thirty six? Yeah, with the overtime, just casually push a forty goal season. Yep, where he was on January first, he was sitting on like nine or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> turned it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but I know he is. <clears throat> shit, I think it's like since January like fourteenth or something like that. I think he's number two behind McDavid yep. by like not right. that much. It, yeah. it, there's McDavid, which is on an inhuman level of ridiculousness. Then there's McKinnon, not that far behind. Right. And then there's everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm happy for Nate because I, I again, I do think I like the way that you put it a minute ago, AJ of like in, in the same way that we've heard them talk about the Stanley cup and the banner and how you, now you can never take that away. The hundred point season is kind of, the same yeah. thing where it's like you are forever 100 point guy we in the have, NHL. You kind of referred to him as a de facto 100 point guy because he'd had right. 99 and 97. Right. right. But right. it was like he never actually hit it. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at 100 point guy, that Nathan dude McKinnon. Checking Nathan it, McKinnon's hockey reference in 20 years, we'll see 100 points. Yep. <laughs> especially because the 99 point season, like it, it was, he was this close yeah. Yeah. eight one. times. And then the COVID one, yeah. that is the one where it's like, you know, we have joke for like, we're counting it because happened. he yeah. had 11 games to go. And well, <laughs> what, what we remember, he wouldn't have played because he yeah, got hurt the very last game. You remember the yeah. last game that they played before COVID shutdown, JT Comfer was their one C and yeah. McKinnon was hurt for a month. Yeah. yeah so he wouldn't yeah. have played those 11 games. Yeah, he was going to miss. <laughs> he was going to stop at 97 again because he got right. bad luck. Now that was why we were all like, honestly, three weeks off. It'll be good for the end. Exactly. That's why we were like, yeah. Hey, look, there are injury issues. And then, yeah. He went out and had an absolute, like, biblical level performance in the bubble. <laughs> where he's, 
He scored in every single game they played except game seven against that, Dallas. That Dallas series, he was wheeling that team. Th- those first two rounds relevance. might be the best I've ever seen Nathan McKinnon play. Until this year, I agree yeah. with you. Because he was just that that was like true. Just give it to me and I'll do it. By yeah. yeah, if you guys yeah. ever want to go back and rewatch uh, the first like three games where the abs were not very good in that series. And McKinnon just like, no, and I did. It's it's just yeah. McKinnon and Miko just refusing It's, it's that one to little die. like give and go one timer that Nate scores on from it's like the right side out high near the it's like above the circle and he beats Hudobin high. I like still just think about that goal. Right? I'm like, <laughs> so, so fucking sick. <laughs> And that, that 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 team's power play was like forty percent in the bubble because they he was just well and, and I actually what's what's up. a shame is I have no interest in going back and rewatching those games because those games against Dallas were torturous yeah they were awful they should have so definitely won game two the Corey Perry slashing at Francis' hand yep. mm-hmm. flipped that game uh, yeah but anyway and like I think there's a very legitimate case for Nathan McKinnon to be number two for Ooh. the Hart Trophy this year. Can't can't have any argument about who number one is. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I just won't hear McDavid it. McDavid is going to win it. He deserves it. It's it should be unanimous. Right. There should be no other first no place kidding. votes. Dude is doing something we haven't seen since like the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm, outrageous. I'm glad. I'm glad they picked it up because we were at like the halfway point, and I was like actually getting mad on their fans' behalf. It's like <laughs> right around right around the halfway, he was having this type of season. And they were on the outside looking in. I was like, this is ridiculous. Trade him. Like, just trade him. This is yeah. horrible. So it's nice that they've Got picked it, it up together a little bit. It, it would just be you such a shame the, to watch. You want to see the game's biggest star get an opportunity yeah, be in the, on the stage to be yeah. meaningful. Right. And right. they're going to get that. They've been really good down the stretch. They're going to get it. They just beat LA uh, tonight in LA, I believe. So um, you're talking like you're going to get it. Yep. And. That that's what you want. You want to see the yeah. game's biggest stars get an opportunity to perform on the biggest stage, which is the Stanley Cup postseason, uh, and and that's that's what the, the Avs clinched tonight. So no more no more ifs, ands, or yep. buts. All they that meltdown about the oh they're gonna. I just know they're gonna miss the playoffs because I can see well, into the future. I was gonna say I believe we did ask for all. Damn, I wish I could remember which show it was. All those people telling you guys are idiots. You guys are just making excuses. Yeah, you're just apologists. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we told him on that show, we said, cool, I want this same energy in April. Yep. I want to hear it from all of you in April about this moment and how right you guys are. I haven't seen him in the chat in a couple <laughs> weeks. Have you guys seen any of those folks? I haven't seen him. Tough I haven't look. seen him around the people Tough. that think we're dumb. I mean, I've seen Avery. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, she went to bed. Yeah, I saw yeah. that earlier and I was like, oh man, I'll bet you this is a roller coaster of a night. Well, look, but. at least she's here owning it. Oh, she like, always does. Yeah. That's the thing is that Avery lives on the day that she's <laughs> yeah. in, not worried about the rest of it. <laughs> and uh, at, at some point, you just got to be like, all right, respect. It's how you're wired. It was, it's, it was the one comment that was like, when are you guys going to stop making all these excuses and just accept the reality? This team isn't going back to the playoffs. <laughs> There's six yeah. games to go and they're at the top of the central. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I said, haven't heard from that guy. <laughs> it happens out here. It goes that way. Uh, we got yeah. over 100 <laughs> likes for 100 points. We appreciate y'all. Uh, these not even oh, Dr. Shit. Dub shots. These are 100 point shots. Yeah. Playoff shots, whatever you want to call them. We appreciate you, Chad. Uh, it is so, again, we talked about it, I think, in the pregame, or maybe it was just three of us talking downstairs. 
It's so funny how you play these seasons. You get into the last week, 10 days, <laughs> and you got three teams sitting at the top of the Central with 98 points. Yep. Yeah. It is always nuts how it works I, I, out like that. I will never stop feeling like what a blown opportunity this was from Dallas. They should have ran away with this division. At one genuinely. point, they had like a 13-point lead in the yeah. division. Now, there were games played considerations that led but to even that. After but even It was like six or seven yeah, even after but they the were they played. were walking away with the division comfortably, and they've for three months, they have choked it away. Winnipeg's the one for me, dude. I, I, I the fact that they have let Nashville and Calgary oh, even yeah, I mean, hang around. When you when you wear out your world class, like a like elite level goaltender, to the point where he's actively breaking down in front of you. Straight dog. And, and it's like you go out and you sign a backup that you think you can trust with a, in a veteran guy. In David Riddick and and like you know we know that not great or whatever right but Big save Dave dude I I doubt they work across country lines but Connor Hellebuck might have a case with Bacchus and Shanker uh, yeah no kidding man <laughs> uh, call two 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 if you've been injured in pretty much any scenario car accident even if it's a ride share where you're not driving if it's happened at work if it's a motorcycle whatever. If you've been injured and you think you deserve compensation, give them a call at the two number. Go to coloradolaw.net. Hit up Bacchus and Shanker. And if you have a case, they got you covered. They'll take your consultation for completely free. They'll let you know what's up. If they think you do have a case, they'll take it on for completely free. It literally costs you nothing until you win your case. You don't have to pay them anything, essentially, to get what you deserve. And they're great at what they do. Been doing it for 25 years here in Colorado. Won over a billion dollars for their clients. That's so much money, I, man. People don't actually understand how much a billion dollars is. Yeah. Like, nine zeros before a one. It really is one of those things where if you woke up tomorrow and you looked at your phone and you look at your bank app and you see that you had a billion dollars you, like, in it. wouldn't even yeah, understand. I mean, yeah. you'd probably go back to sleep because you'd be like, well, I'm done worrying about everything for the rest of my life. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be able to sleep for a yeah, week if I just woke up and no, there was a billion I, dollars in my account. I would be I, freaking out. Yeah. No, I, I would straight up, I would be like, awesome, I'm going to go back to sleep, and then no. whenever I wake up, I will do whatever the no, hell I want that's not until how it would the go. day I it would, die. It would 100% for me be like, oh, God, what drug you, you, kink Your, your kink adrenaline like, would never yeah. be higher in your life than if you woke up to an unexpected... One billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, I guess, account. I guess there would be. I, I would be like, okay, I want some answers be, first. Yeah. See, like, see, do I, I get to keep if this? You, if you won the lottery and like the first day that it showed up in your account, that's where I would yeah, see myself yeah, having yeah, that. For sure, it's like it's there. I'm going back to bed because I don't I, have to I, ever know, fucking show up to anything yeah, ever again. I might Absolutely. go back to bed if it's just randomly in there because I'd be like, oh, this is clearly a banking yeah, yeah, error. Yeah. Like, I did have right. that bank error yeah. happen to me one time. Yeah. Where I got the notification on my phone and it was like, your deposit of $110,000 has gone through. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And I opened it up and it showed it in my balance. And I was like, this is actually not nice. <laughs> and so I called my bank and was like, sup? And they were like, yeah, this is a mistake. Don't spend that money. And I was like, I'm spending that money. Stop, eh? Uh Okay. Anyway, sorry. Beyond that, Boggs and Shanker, ColoradoLaw.net. Press two they for a while. They had to figure that out. They, had, they, they do have to deal dollars. with that stuff. Yeah. They actually know how much a billion is. Uh, check them out. Press two for a while. Go get them while the getting's good. We're also brought to you by the folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds every single day. 
Uh, didn't hit the Miko 50 lock, but if you went for the McKinnon 100 lock, you'd have made good money tonight. So yeah, there were good bets out there. I believe Erod's uh, over on shots hit as well. So we did okay today. Let me see. You take If we didn't hit that one, there's a tough night. But anyway, you can bet on all sorts of things beyond just the avalanche over yeah. at DraftKings. Nice. All right. All right. Not terrible. Uh, you bet on the Nuggets who failed to clinch the first seed tonight, but you know you can still bet on them to do that. Uh, you can bet on the Rockies if you want to bet against them. Probably would be the better bet there, but you can bet on them too. That's an option. Yeah. You can bet on sports that literally got made up yesterday, and I don't even know about probably when it comes to DraftKings sports book. So jump on it. Get over there with DraftKings. Use the DNVR code when you sign up. With a new account in the DNVR code, you bet $5, you get $150 in free bets that you can just, it's free money to bet with. Even if you lose them, you lose nothing. And if you win them, you get free money. Seems pretty good. Uh, with DraftKings, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 and it's void in Ohio. All right. I want to know if Timmy actually did you bet Jack Johnson first goal scorer because that had oh uh, that had to have paid yeah that's got to be big money it's not as much as you well, would think man it's still like fourteen hundred it something. is it is you get like the wonderful odds right. yeah but you're like Jack Johnson first goal like, <laughs> it should be like ten thousand yeah <laughs> seriously uh, okay let's Yo, actually talk about this game a little Eric bit. Carlson I didn't realize horrific giveaway on that game-winning goal. Literally just yeah. threw it to Devon Taves. Nice of him. I, I didn't... Trying to get that 100 points, man. He's, yeah. really, he's really pushing. Someone's got to get 100. Yeah, bad giveaway. Even if it's not him. Bad giveaway. So, uh, Chad has already argued over which defenseman was the worst tonight with, obviously, Ugh. everybody's favorite, uh, Sam Gerrard, being the, the main ire here. I already have somebody in my DMs that has messaged me and said uh, I was right his plus minus is deceiving he's way worse than that <laughs> okay so I want to know how you guys feel uh, we don't have to necessarily be like this guy was the best or this guy was the worst but did anybody do you feel like anybody on that defense had a good night uh, so I'll be honest this is and I'm sorry this is a, I, 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 I don't really care I think it was fine I think they had some of those mistakes that we talked about in the pregame where it's just bad mistakes uh it's some uncharacteristic kind of not giveaways by Devon Taves but kind of mismanaging the play yeah Sam Gerard we talked about it in the moment when with with guys like Sam Gerard and this is the part that is annoying I think about this conversation it's the same thing with Tyson Berry you have to understand who a player is everybody wants every player to be Kale McCarr good at everything you're good at everything. You can do everything really well. There's just guys that, and I'm not. And then you're making $9 million on a top pairing. Right, you're right, that right. Guy. <laughs> or you're turn on nurse. <laughs> Zing. Sam Gerard has mm -hmm. obvious deficiencies in his game. He's an undersized guy, not even just for a defenseman. He's a small player by NHL standards. Yeah. Is his, uh, is his official listing accurate, or are they straight up what making up an inch? Uh, last he, I saw, it was 5'10". Uh, no, I don't think he's 5'10". I've always felt like it was probably more like 5'8". Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd say 5'10". I'm, I'm taller than that guy, I, for I, sure. I always say 
he, the dude is built like a brick shit house. If you see him without his shirt, he is jacked. Uh, but like he's an undersized guy. But he's five nine. But he's five. And you can only be so jacked when you're five nine, and he's, also he's, still maintain right. agility. Your he, he does a lot of things really well. As much as people don't want to give him credit for it, he does a lot of things well. He moves the puck up ice well. He's got good vision. He's obviously a great skater. And he, he generates more in the offensive zone than I think maybe we sometimes give him credit for. I think he's, we've talked about this for years. I think he's got great gap control, and I think he has yeah. a very active stick, and he does a good job defending in those instances. Probably why he has been, this year, the Avs' best defenseman on the penalty kill. Right. Yep. From pure a pure numbers perspective, yep. he has been their best guy on the PK. <laughs> And it's because the active stick, right. he's not having to defend one-on-one in front of the net, which is where he is at exactly. his worst. He, he's not having to win board battles. It's the stick. It's reading the play. He's a smart player. He reads it really well. He's a smart player. He gets player. in passing lanes. He does a lot of things well. But tonight on defense, like again, you see him. He loses a battle ex- in front I, of the he's net. He's exposed, yeah. I do want to wind it back into your original point here because I don't think anyone on the Avs defense had a good night. I agree with this. This is where I was going. Well, with well it and, and what I was going to say was. You look at every single one of them and you see at least one like glaring, egregious issue. Yeah. mistake where yeah. you're like, what are you doing? Right. Yep. And and I just thought. But as has been the case, Gerard is the one that, that ends up on the, the highlight. For it. Right, yeah. right. And, and yep. it's unfortunate. He did get caught in the one area of the yeah. ice that I think and you he, can definitively he say. Got pretty he handily beat there. Right, like, right. And, and. It and is there's what no it getting is. around that. Yeah. Right. 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 He got beat. The guy makes a nice play, yeah. but he gets beat. He gets beat. And, and, and it is what it is. In my opinion, as much as you don't like that, you don't want to see it, if you're going to have players... I was going to say like Sam Gerrard, but really it's almost every player. You have to know who they are and who they aren't. Yeah, Sam well, Gerrard in front of the net, that's just not... And um, like, There's a reason the way the Avs defense plays is often to sit in the passing lanes and cut off passes right. before well, and, they and get to guys. To, like, to deny zone entries right. entirely. Before right. things happen. The Avs are way more interested in stopping that play before it ever even gets mm-hmm. close to him having to have Sam Gerrard defend one-on-one in front of the net. Right. Yep. Right. Right. You play to your player's strengths, for sure, yep. in, in that regard. Uh, and then uh, where where it will be frustrating <laughs> is that, I mean, you look at Gerrard and you're like, oh, he's on the ice for all the goals against him. You know, yeah. this is on. This is on. Are all three on him? No, Give me a break no. with this, especially especially where JT Confer loses his he man just completely gets beat alone to in the front slot of the net. on a penalty kill. Like, like yeah. there's one area of the penalty kill that you are as a group saying we are not giving this up, and it is yep. You just a foot and a half in front of your goaltender you in the middle of the ice. There. You just can't get beat there. Yep. Someone mentioned Jack uh, Jack Johnson being a positive analytics player. They all sure. were, by the way. The uh, I, I dominated actually, the shot. I actually thought tonight, Jack Johnson yeah. was like, he's the one guy I can't think of like a real bad mistake he made. I could rewind uh, some video in the second period and show you some. Really? Yep. There was there are when? a couple Which of, one? of different shifts where I mean, like he's getting he a like, little bit torched coming well, down. Sure, but I, mean, has, I don't remember like has, any egregious mistakes. He has, he has one giveaway where he just, the puck just drifts away from his stick and then he stops moving. Entirely, I mean, I and so. watch, and then just watches the play unfold around him, where you're like, no response, huh? Just gonna see because, like I said, he's he's the one guy. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't remember that one, but he's the one guy that I can think of where it wasn't like a. But when you score, when what you, are you doing? When you score a goal and your <laughs> expectations are really low to begin with, 
Like you live up, you live a different <laughs> right, life. Right, yeah. right. It's true. Which is which is kind of amazing about a Curtis McDermott who expectations are on the floor and he still surprises you. Because like because like Dermy had the bad penalty and then a really bad shift after that. Yeah. Byram had. There was two giveaways that I can think of where it was like a "What are you doing?" Taves was, had a bad one. Taves had a, well, and Taves had the horrible pinch on the first goal from G- Taves. Too. Gerard had the, the couple net front things. What? Yeah, the the two Johnsons are the only ones that I like. Can't think of anything where like the, off the top of my uh, head. The weird one for me is Byram because I feel like Byram was this close to having a horrible night. Yeah, but he had a couple of plays where he makes an insane <laughs> yeah. recovery. Yeah. A couple like, of emergency yeah. breaking plays in glass, <laughs> diving some, for the puck. Some Cam Ward highlights. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. he gets like, he gets a stick on a puck that should be a break the other way and gets away with it. And you're yep. just like, okay, but. <laughs> They're great That's, plays, but they were great plays because of the original right, mistake. Because, yeah, that you he made. made three mistakes immediately <laughs> yeah. leading into it where you're like, oh my God, dude. That's that's where it was frustrating for me tonight, where in the pregame, we're talking about where do you want to tighten the screws? And for me, it was I want team defense. And it was not good enough. And the yeah. team defense tonight felt totally fine mm-hmm. for a period and a half. And then especially in the third period, it just felt like the abs at times were this, this is a team that, that could very easily be drafting Connor Bedard in three months. Yep. And you're just letting them back in the game. And they yep. are just surviving in the third period. Yep. I, I'm trying to... I tried to get a couple guys to bite on the record, and I tried to get a few more guys to bite off the record about, are you just ready for the fucking playoffs to start? Are you like done with this shit? Yeah. Nobody would. Everyone was like, oh, no, we're not looking ahead. Well, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's probably truer this year than last year just because they, they are still playing for things because they do still have some stake. There's there's still something happening in these games. I just think there's I think there's a mental hurdle that or a mental switch maybe is the better way to put it. I, I just get the sense that this group went through that last year and they know what that adrenaline level is like. Yeah. And they're just like jonesing. There's like, give me so, yeah. that shit again. I, I'm going to leave you guys here for a second because you know how I go sometimes. But I want to leave you guys with a question of... You're not even going to hear the answer. Why leave us with a question? Because the chat's going to hear the answer. Uh, you take a look at that second period response to the Sharks goal mm-hmm. and how quality it was from Colorado. Yeah. What's different there Media than the push. response in the third period? Where, yes, they do give up that that power play goal and sure it energizes the sharks a little bit. Why don't we see that, that strong response from Colorado in the third period, the same way we saw it earlier. I thought the way that they came out in the third period was probably discouraging entirely oh, because catching a breeze over here. Jesus. You have a, you have a three, one lead going into the third period and then you draw a penalty a minute, two minutes in and that's the, their worst power play of the game. They don't do anything. Yeah. You know, the, their second power play is incredible. They have possession all two minutes. They're firing away. They're moving pucks. They're taking shots. They're they're putting pucks in situations where you could reasonably expect to score goals. And then that power play at the start of the third period, totally lifeless. There's nothing there. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible power play. The- and it leads right into they immediately take a penalty. They get scored on. And then their three their three one lead turns into three three. And then they spend the rest of the third period just hanging out. It was I thought. What we talked about on the pregame of like, don't fall asleep, don't take your foot off the gas. Uh, I felt like it was a three-one lead. They were kind of cruising. You said they, they get 
seven, eight minutes into that third period. It's like, all right, two goal lead still, we're good. And it was just a foot off the gas moment. I don't know. Uh, I, I also do think we talk about it a lot. You have to give a little bit of credit to San Jose. That's another an NHL team. team. Another team that's out there trying to win. As much as these teams, you know, they're like trying to be bad. Those are proud players. Uh, that was a, a, a nice push from them, given the circumstance and how easy it is for them, or would have been for them to fold up shop. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready to be. I'm just ready for it to be playoffs. I, I really don't <laughs> think any of the minutia of this shit matters anymore. I, I think. I think it's it's seeding. You want these points. You want these games. You want to finish as high as you possibly can in the central division. Uh, but I really do. I I, I just I, I'm. I'm I'm way pat I'm like over over analyzing all of these games. I I, I want to get to playoffs. I think that it's just going to be a different different level, different intensity. Uh, and I'm just I'm just I want, I'm anxious to get there. I think April seventeenth. I think there's some of both there. Uh, like at the end of the day, the Az won this game. Who cares how? They got the job done. Sure. Also, I think there's it's worth doing some analysis of hey. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of just saying like on the whole, and th- this is more of just like me speaking. No, like, I, I get you. Oh, these two seasons have been it's long. Been long. It's, man. Been long. it's been long. It's been long, and this I, year is especially the, the entire year has been a grind. Yep. You know they we've talked about it. the The number of man games that they've lost is the highest for a defending champion. At this point, in, ever um, is since in they, recorded history, right? In, <laughs> since since you can go back and record those things, uh, which is about twenty two or twenty three years. Yep. Um, so you are you are talking about like this is not the toll that cup teams pay. Mm-hmm. This is they magnitudes paid, more. They yeah. have paid triple the toll that Tampa Bay p- paid in three years. Yep. I had I had a guy tell me yesterday before they left, uh, player. He goes, look, it's not like just the injuries. I'm not talking about the injuries, but he goes, this has been an up and down year. Yeah. It's been just a lot. And he said we were, we were running through uh, six on five work, just, you know, it's random clips from all season that they were kind of going through. And he goes, we were all kind of pausing and laughing because there was a game, two games. He said, we're our six on five group. It's just funny, the personnel that's out there. It's a bunch of AHLers. All of those guys are eagles and, now. And he goes, you know, this isn't a knock on any any of these guys. And, you know, he, he majors. They're all great players. But I mean, come on. But they're not even but, on but, the but roster goes, right now. But he goes, Hudon was on our six-on-five work. Foods was playing regular top six minutes yeah. for, like, multiple games. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he, he listed another guy. I don't remember who it was. But he just goes, this has been a a grind of a year. The locker rooms look different. The lines have looked different. You know, we were kind of just chatting back and forth about that for a couple minutes. And, and, and I do just think that, you know, funnily enough, earlier in uh, being in the locker room, Cogliano said the phrase, I'm done talking about injuries. But like, it's not, it's not necessarily just the injuries, but it's the toll that that puts on, on the team yeah. away from game days. Forget games and wins and losses. Just your practices are out of sorts. Your lines are out of sorts. The locker room looks different every day. Don't play in. Right, yeah. right. You, you mm. got you got new faces. You got young kids. You got 
waiver guys, it's just been a weird, bizarre year. And I think they're ready for the playoffs because that's going to be a bit like the first bit of normalcy. Just but go out and play. Also, they navigate all of this. Zero days with their captain. Right. Yep. It, and it's you talk about leadership. You talk about the, the captain and like that's the guy. Like that is the the nerve center that connects your coaching staff to your locker room yep. to to everything that you do. Like it starts with Joe. It starts with McFarland. It's you know, it goes from those guys and then it filters down down into to, to Bedner and the coaching staff, who then filters it into to your captain who then filters it into your locker room and leads the way for everything and is your primary problem solver. You know, it's the guy, the guy that, that takes the locker room and, and kind of owns it. And he hadn't been there yep. Yep. all year long. He hadn't been there. And, and a guy that we've heard a lot of players talk about how he's, important well, his he's an incredible captain. Like he, yeah. I've played with some great ones or whatever. You know, when Ian Cole was here, I remember asking him, when I wrote a feature on Landy as captain and how he had grown, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, look, I, I, I obviously I got to play with Sid and that was great. But, you know, he was like the Landy. He said that the way that Landy communicated with players was better than any captain he'd been with. J- uh, Jared said just last week, I think it was Megan who asked. And he actually said, he said, Gabe's like another coach. He's got that kind of respect from the players and and when Naz was in town a couple weeks ago someone asked him uh, I think it was Dmac asked him what's the difference you know now being in in this locker room and you know you're you're on a title defense like individually and, and you know having been through it what what's the difference what sets a championship locker room aside do you think you've got it in Calgary you know shit like that mm-hmm. and he said a great team has strong leadership from the coaches and 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 the coaches deliver the message and that can be a great team. Championship teams it comes from inside the locker room. And there were so many times during the playoffs last year where the Avs would, you know, come back, they were down, whatever, mm-hmm. and we'd ask Jared after the game, you know, what did you guys say? And he go, I didn't say anything. And so when I asked him about what Naz said, he goes, he's spot on. That's what Gabe does for us. I know there's game I don't even have to go in there cuz we know he's going to take care of it. And you're and not just him, but like the leadership 76 core. games into this, and that guy hadn't been around for you well, at all. It's and not can't, just... It's not even like physically if he's in the locker room in between. Right, right. Him in a suit wandering around <laughs> is going to do that. He right. can't be out there doing it. Right, right. He right. knows that he can't be that guy. He There's only so much he can do in the suit. It's got to be on the ice. It's got to be Nate. Well, it's got to be Miko. It's got to be Kale. It's got to be those it, guys. Mm-hmm. It, well, it goes even beyond, right? Like, Gabe Landis got... Only Captain McKinnon has ever known in the NHL. Only mm-hmm. Captain Kale McCarr has ever known in the NHL. Yeah. It, even guys like Sam Girardi, yeah, he played nine games in Nashville. Essentially the only captain that dude has ever known in the NHL. Yep. He, he's such an integral piece, as, as you guys have put, organizationally, not just as a hockey player for this team. And they've really, they still have a... Very real chance to win the Central Division. Yeah, without they him. win the Central Division with zero games played from Gabe Landeskog. <laughs> y'all, y'all done mess this up. <laughs> this is like this is the year. They were Colorado was, yeah. This is the year Colorado was vulnerable, and you guys, you guys have mucked around and screwed this up to this point. Uh, the 
person who asked if we've talked to Gabe, uh, no, we are not allowed to talk to injured players. Yep. <laughs> they aren't they aren't in the lineup, can't talk to them. Hmm. Unless you're allowed to. But but not just really. not gonna follow this up. Anyway. Moving on. Anyway, that's a, all of this just to say, um, to build off your point of like, it's been a long season. Like, that's a huge thread of it is that that inconsistency has been navigated without the guy who is supposed to lead your team day in, day out. And we, it, it is unquantifiable, the impact. Of course. Uh, of, of not having that guy around. Now, obviously, we can quantify the numbers of, Hey, the goals and like tonight uh, during the game, I we were talking downstairs during the game, and I said the fact that the Avalanche power play is ranked in the top five mm-hmm. with JT Comfer substituted for Gabe Landeskog is one of the great coaching jobs that we will not get credit for. That Ray Bennett will get no credit for this year. Yep. That not having the net front presence of Gabe Landeskog. For any of those games, and right now that is like a third, that's like the third place power play in the league or yep. whatever it is. And it's wherever it's going to end up finishing, the, it will be a, it will be a top flight power play with, z- with zero input from, from Gabe Landeskog. Abs so, are clipping along at one of the best goal differentials in the West without a guy who's a guaranteed 20 goals and yeah. one of your best defensive forwards. Yeah. So, and, a, and just a rock solid two way guy. What's so funny when you were talking about all this, I, I, I kind of thought about how I really don't know if we've talked about this a whole lot. In the offseason, there was so much conversation around, well, how do they replace what they lost with Nazem Kadri? How do they replace what they lost with Andre Burakovsky? Yeah. Who's going to step up? Who's going to fill those roles? And we've talked a lot about that even throughout the year. Oh, they've never really gotten that. You know, They've never made up for what they lost with Kadri. Oh, Evan Rodriguez. And we haven't mentioned or at least talked very much about you also lost a sixty-five to a sixty-five to eighty point guy pretty regularly over the last couple of years. I'm pulling up the exact numbers mm-hmm. with no his his games played will keep that down. But right. he's yeah. been a he's been a point per game player for three seasons. Yep. And like we haven't even mentioned the fact that like you that's just lost production. Yeah, and the the thing that kills you about that production versus the other two guys is that you spent $7 million on it. Right. Yeah. You spent $7 million zero. to get that production, yeah. and when you, you haven't had it, it's been a big problem. And, and that goes back to the deadline where they had that opportunity at the deadline sure. to try to add somebody with a substantial salary. But, and, but still, I mean... You know, blah, blah, blah. Like that was, that was part of the frustration at the time is that they had that money available to them. It didn't get used for whatever the reasons are. I, I really don't care to read that again. Outside of those couple guys, though, that as we have laid out several times in those shows since, that really were never available. There really wasn't even anybody that matches the production level of a Gabe Landeskog out there. Like this is just a huge hole in your lineup. To your point, a point per game guy, several seasons in a row now mm-hmm. that you just. Don't have you haven't had all year, and you're who's still also, sitting where you're sitting. Who's also one of your emotional tone setters? Mm-hmm. He's one of your most physical players, and he's one of your best two way forwards. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> combine that with the fact that by the end of the season, Arturi Lekkinen will have missed about twenty games. Like Arturi Lekkinen, Gabe Landeskog, yeah. and Val Nachushkin as as three of your 
top combined six is going to miss like 140 games. And, or yeah, yeah, but those guys, those guys, like a huge part of your identity at forward is you are relying on those guys to play a really impactful two way game. Yeah, and they have had to find ways without all of them this year to get through. And it's been and and they've had to find ways without Nate, and it's been Miko. Like Miko's like Absolutely. lone guy up Absolutely. there in their top six that has uh, that they're they're like true blue, no questions out asked about top six guy that has had to navigate that. Yeah, and for them for them to be sitting at look tonight's game tonight's game bringing this back around to tonight yeah. tonight's game is disappointing. Tonight's game you don't you have a three one lead going into the third period you don't want to rely on a really chaotic and horrific overtime in which you need a miracle save on a two on oh from Alexander Georgiev to get you the win. But they got it. They got the win. They got there. It in and you don't love that process. You don't love how you ended up in that room. But you got there. You clinched it. Your first place in the division going to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you have another game in San Jose in two days. I, it's just yes. You can be disappointed with the process. Yes, the abs will certainly look at the film of this game, especially the third period and this overtime, and say, hey, do better. But at the end of the day, on a night where you clinch a playoff spot, on a night where you set yourself up for the the future of this year, I just don't care that much, man. Yeah. I just don't care that much that they had to do it the hard way because they did it. Yeah, I mean, I do, but ultimately you get to where you get to where you need to go. You know, um, the reality is, is that they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to mess around like this. In the of course, postseason. they're not going to get away with that. But we've also <laughs> talked about and said that if this is the lineup that they go into the postseason with, they won't repeat. Yep. They just won't. Yeah. They won't be deep enough. They won't be good enough. If you go into the postseason, you don't have Gabe Landeskog, Arturi Lekin, and Josh Manson and Kale McCarr, you won't repeat. I don't think there's any doubt. But the regular season is about surviving all that stuff. It's about trying to get points no matter what is going on around you. Tonight, there were two points in play. They got two. They gave one up. They don't care about that. They needed the regulation win to try and chase down a tiebreaker in case they need it. Number one tiebreaker being regulation wins, which they are tied with Minnesota and two behind Dallas. You care about that. They could be one back now, but Mm -hmm. they're not. So that just means they're going to have to do it on points. They've got a game in hand. Fine. You've got three more games this week in California. That's six points in play. You've got to get at least four of them. Yeah. I Even if you get all of them in overtime, if you get four of those, you continue to put pressure on Dallas and Minnesota to keep winning. The, the beautiful thing about sports is unless it's your last loss of the season, you have the opportunity to go out and win the next one and erase it. Yeah. And this isn't a loss. They win. It's not even a loss. They win. They clinch. They clinch. They lost. They they clinch the they they clinch a play a playoff berth. Yep. They're now in. No matter what, they lose every single game the rest of this year, and it's fine. It's all good, baby. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you guys by Volo Sports. If you don't know them, they're here in the bar all the time. They're adult sports leagues here in Colorado. Uh, you can save $10 when you sign up for a league using code DNVR10. If you want to vibe with the DNVR crew, a bunch of us are playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. So you can join us for that. They have all sorts of spring sports to sign up for. You have nine, April 13th 
Last day to get in, so make sure you get in quick. Hickball, soccer, volleyball, softball, cornhole, bocce, basketball, pickleball, bowling, mini golf, flag football, and more. It's a lot of sports. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have tons of leagues to get into all over the, the city and the state, so make sure you go check them out. Uh, Volo Sports, again, they're awesome at what they do. Uh, just come on down to the bar, and I'm sure there will be people here that can tell you all about them if you're, you're interested and you want to sign up. Tons of fun. Use the DNVR10 code when you sign up. You save 10 bucks when you sign up. And when you do pay for your league, it helps support kids' sports because the Volo Kids Foundation is a separate organization that provides free sports camps to kids in each Volo city. So the money goes back into the community, which is always awesome. Uh, beyond that, we are brought to you by the people over at Illegal Pete's. Maybe you just finished up your Volo match. Maybe you're pregame in the bar. You can go down there, get yourself a burrito. Happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m., it's all good. It's the good stuff. You can go get the fresh ingredients for their burrito. Uh, everyone I know loves their margaritas, even though I'm not really a margarita guy. But everyone who goes there says you got to get them if uh, that's your type of drink. So go check them out at Illegal Pete's. Get yourself a delicious burrito. And we will get into the third period of this podcast very quickly because we did glaze over it pretty fast. What the hell was that overtime? <laughs> It was chaotic, man. It was a lot of bad decisions. I, for a both lot of tired teams. legs. Yeah, it was just ugly. I, I mean, there was a there was a sequence where it looked like each team gave the puck to the other team when they had an opportunity for an odd yeah. man rush, like three times in a row in the like, neutral zone. It, on the same play, it was like, hey, here comes the odd man rush this way, that way, this, and none of them really got started. Yeah, it was so janky and out of sync. None of them were connected. None of them were. Uh, and neither team looked like they were on the same page. Uh, it looked like all those trios were out there together for the first time. Uh, Byram in three on three is kind of a yeah, chaotic he, mess, isn't he? He, he, he just looks, and for such a confident player, he just looks like he does not know what to do on in three on three. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but all that to say, Miko Ranton and playing one v three is unac <laughs> it's unacceptable, yeah. man. Yeah, it's unacceptable for that guy to go in there. The, the first first touch that they have of the puck, and he goes in by himself, tries to dance I everybody thought it was and an get, interesting the, play get he, the take in. He like took that drop pass, and he really hit the blue line with speed. So I, I understood, because he didn't really have anywhere to go unless he was just going to stop. It was, just a, it, was a, it was a weird play selection, because... Like the only play they set up there was for him to go one on three. And like, I agree with what you're saying in principle. And it was like, that just wasn't great yeah. management of a possession. It yeah. would have been better Possess off turning around and whipping puck it to right. his own end. Puck, so like puck possession is of the utmost importance in 3v3. And to just throw <laughs> it away on, like, look, if he makes it work, we all lose our shit. And he scores his 50th in the most epic way possible. Right, right. And we're calling him a god king. And he's king of the game. <laughs> and we're releasing a shirt. And like, <laughs> you know, like people are streaking through the streets celebrating yeah. how freaking amazing that was. But that's the 5% chance that it works or whatever. Yeah. It's a very low percent chance that he dances all three guys and then scores the goal. And when you don't do that... <laughs> It looks bad. <laughs> you give the puck away and it turns into an odd man rush the other way. Like that is a big time problem. I, I did want to get into overtime just to bring this all the way back around of 
look, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to be disappointed with in Colorado in this game. I don't. I, ju- I don't. I, I just don't. And again, maybe I'm just, I'm just at like a it's different fine. point with this it's shit. It's not the point I'm trying to make. The right. point I'm trying to make is regardless of how you feel about this game, at the end of the day, the Avs just play the ace card and go, oh, yeah, Nathan McKinnon. He's just good. Yeah. Thank you, Eric Carlson, <laughs> for giving the puck to Devon Taves, <laughs> who gives the puck to Nathan McKinnon, who then does some superstar shit. Yeah. And, and like, I can't even express the level at which things are going on there of McKinnon baiting Kakinen into the high glove, which is the book on McKinnon of where he's going to shoot, getting him to bite on that and then ripping it blocker side and just making Kakinen look like a fool. It's the level of hockey genius there just is mind blowing to me. I mean, he's been trying to go high glove on him all game. It was nice that he finally changed it up on him. It's just... And And the way he sets it up, the way he cuts way into the middle of the ice, the way that he did, opens up that play for him because that means that Kakadin has to defend the entire net and he's not having to go off of a post or an angle. The way that McKinnon cuts into the middle of the ice right there, it's great. I mean, it's it's really, really, really smart. I'm sure McKinnon probably would even tell you, like, yeah, it was just instinct, right? I didn't think I'm going to bait him high glove 100%. It's just he got in the moment and did what he had to do. But he's just the fact that he can even make that play, let yeah. alone and come cheats. to him for sure. You see, he's cheating because well, he, say Nate even like pulls up on the shot. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I have thirty percent of the <laughs> net just to shoot at." And then he shoots into it, and you're just like, "Yahtzee, great!" And just like that, you're in the playoffs, and he has a hundred points, and now he doesn't have to talk about it anymore, other than "Woohoo, I did it." Because nobody cares about 103 points. <laughs> and now you're just trying to get that pressure to come off Miko next. Yep. Because talk about a guy that looks like he's feeling it. Oh, yeah. I, I that, Do you <laughs> have bad credit, Jesse? <laughs> uh, if if I did, self can help me build credit. Yeah, they're not my sponsored. Yeah, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. They got to pay for that. I'm just reading what it says on the screen. <laughs> yeah, whoa. No free lunches around here. Let's get some super chats to read here. Uh, $5 from Melanie, who says it was a high anxiety game. Glad we won. Go Avalanche onward. Sometimes it's just that simple. $2 from Vaguely Sober, who hits the Georgiev, please. That's save on the 2 on 0. So, dude, it's so good. I don't think the Sharks played it very well, but yes, it's an unbelievable save. It's a 2 on 0, man. All you got to do is just send a puck across. You pass that back one more time, and and it's a free goal. But you you pass it across once, you get the one timer, and you go home. Yep. They do that. Georgiev makes the stop. Suck it. (laughs) Your goalie, that's where your goalie makes the save that their goalie doesn't. Yep. Needed to be one save better, and you were. True enough. $5 $5 from Jim, who says, told myself I'd buy Super Chat if Mac shots on goal, abs, abs, over three and a half goals, parlay, hit. <laughs> Here we are, playoff bound. Sadly, criminal Jeff Carter still at large. <laughs> Do you work for Altitude? <laughs> uh, big Super Chat, 2929 from Ryan, who says, Mac no longer the best player that never reached 100 points. Yeah, now it might be Miko. Well, he'll reach it next week. It's fine. For a few more days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lots of 29s for McKinnon coming out. Thank you, Paper Dolls, who says he's got that dog in him, I guess. <laughs> Always nice to see your favorite player find success. It was a cool moment for him. That rhymes also. 
<laughs> thank you very much. $7 from Dan, who says 100 for dog. Uh, Dr. Dubs, all that matters. Just get Moose 50 so the boys can focus on good habits for playoffs. Much love, gents. Keep up the great content. Thank you very much. And as always, the incredible Drew with $20 who says, I can't wait till Miko posts his 50th so they can get so then they can just get back to playing instead of trying to force things all game. Either way, a win is a win and on to the next one. I mean that chance that he has in the beginning of the game when yeah, he hits the post. The best it's not one get is the better one than of that. the bunch that he really should have had was the first one. Well, and that's where you get mad about blowing the three one lead because there goes your empty net opportunity. You didn't have to beat a goalie then. Mm-hmm. Just has to beat the ref. <laughs> all right, look, they just really wanted to make McKinnon's hundred point meaningful. All right. They didn't mm-hmm. want it to be some garbage. Yep. So that's the conspiracy theory. I I'm I'm good here. Any anything you guys wanted to add? No. No. Good win. Good win. There are no such thing as bad wins. That's absolutely true. You take them however you can get them. Yeah. Uh, we are off tomorrow, but go watch at the rink instead. It did come out today. Yep. Bunch of stuff about Val Nichushkin in there. Very cool. Go check it out. Yeah, it was a good conversation yesterday. So highly recommend. Go listen. Go get it. We appreciate y'all. Oh God, it's twelve thirty. Uh, I was gonna say this is <laughs> this, this. Let's yeah. Let's wrap this up. Goodbye. <laughs>